Welcome back to episode 005 of PSPD. I come with more questions and more answers. So, while you're sitting on your ass right there, the first question is what types of stretches and exercises should I do if I sit in a chair all day? An appropriate question to answer and to address considering the current state of events. Well, first thing you should do is get off your ass and move. That would be the easy answer. And I understand that a lot of you guys can't do that. So that's fair. I would recommend getting up and moving just in general. And it doesn't matter what you do, just do something. My preference, personal preference, to be honest with you, is pick compound exercises that do multiple joints because I am lazy. So you could literally get up and do a couple of squats or move around, stretch out your arms, move your whole body through its full ranges of motion to keep your joints healthy. That being said, if you can't get up, here are some tips. I'm gonna to start top down. Number one, with your eyes, you probably should look long distances every now and then because you're staring at your screen and it'll probably give your eyes a bit of a break. Number two, you probably need to move your neck a little bit. So stretch out your neck, move it in circles, lift up your head, put down your head, move it in all sorts of different angles. Circles are usually a good way to do it. Number three, shoulder range of motion. So you probably need to lift up your arms over your head if you haven't been doing so. So you might wanna sit back in your chair, try not to fall off and lift up your arms. And at the same time, you may as well get some spinal movement. You may as well arch your back as well. Which moves to my next point with your spine, you can sit in the chair, you can grab one end of the chair and you can grab one side of your thigh and you can pull yourself over to twist. Um, if you can get away from the desk, you can bend, lean forward, bend forwards and you can arch back like you did with the shoulders. Moving on to hip, um, you could do a cross-legged stretch. So if you could put one foot on top of the opposite knee and you can push that knee down that's one way to do it you can in that same sort of position pull your knee towards the opposite side so that if you're putting your right foot on your left knee you need to put you need to pull your right knee towards the left side that'll give your hip a little bit of a stretch that's nice and you probably need to move your ankles and move your knees if you have the space to do so. So that's something that you can do when you are stuck, glued to that chair for whatever reason, which is understandable. The next question is chicken salt. Why did you ask this question? I know who you are, Archibald. I know where you live too. So, quickly looking it up, it originated in the 1970s, I believe, by a company called Mitani. It was originally used as a seasoning for rotisserie chickens. Now you have options in all sorts of seafood shops because chicken salt is bloody awesome. Does it contain chicken? Probably not. Um, I know that there are derivatives and vegan variations of it which is great. It's got salt, it's got chicken flavor. Huh? No shit. Paprika, onion, food acid, garlic, pepper, and a few other things as well. The original recipe, I think, is still kept a little bit secret, but 
I'm sure it's got those fundamental flavors to enhance the umami sensation. Hopefully that answers your question or your statement about chicken salt. It's pretty good. Next thing is keeping in, in the context of pull-ups. Um, this is commonly seen in CrossFit and CrossFit competitions. By the way, try not to bake out CrossFit too much. It's probably done more for the general public in terms of fitness, more so than mm, any other weight training discipline out there. So give them some credit, even though you may not wear the same spandex as some CrossFitters do. The kipping in particular is a movement which adds momentum and allows you to continually continually do pull-ups while using your legs it's actually quite a quite a skill to to pull off i think because you have to time your lower body with your upper body and you have to time your lower body the kick with the lower body with the pull so i consider it a skill yes it looks a bit weird but it's interesting i find it quite interesting um my personal preference is that you should be able to do some strict pull-ups first. In my head, I'm contesting that because you don't have to, but I would prefer that you do because you should have some muscular strength around your upper body before you use momentum. That's just my. That's just what I do. So yeah, don't bag out keep. Uh, don't bag out keeping pull-ups too much. They're an interesting movement. It's a different movement that you can learn. So all good. The last comment I will say about fish fingers last time, because I am able to eat as many fish fingers as you give me. Basically, back in the day when I was in high school, mum would always, as a coming home from school snack, would always have fish fingers and probably conditioned me like Pavlov. So literally, I come home and I'm probably salivating because I'm waiting for these goddamn things. That being said, my palate has improved tremendously and has expanded tremendously, so I do not eat fish fingers as much nowadays, sometimes. That's it for this episode. I'll answer more questions in the next episode. If you've survived this long, thanks for listening. Now, don't go off into the sunset and blindly do what I may have said or recommended. Seek proper advice from qualified healthcare professionals. Like, comment, subscribe, or book in if you'd like us to assist.